Welcome to a special Meet the Candidates episode of Bowel Sounds, the pediatric GI podcast, the official podcast of the North American Society of Pediatric Gastroenterology, Hepatology, and Nutrition, or NASPGAN. My name is Jennifer Lee. And I'm Peter Liu, and we are pediatric gastroenterologists at Nationwide Children's Hospital in Columbus, Ohio. So today's episode different than our usual episode. It's a special episode. And it's going to get us ready for NASPGAN. It is. Are you looking forward to it? I am super pumped about NASPGAN. It's like, I can't even... Say how excited I am. Uh, I already got my hotel. I did too. I think everyone should and register. Um, Hopefully it'll be in person. It will be in person. Fingers crossed. So like the Meet the Candidates episode we did last year to introduce Dr. Jen Lightdale and Dr. Miguel Saps in the election for president, today we're introducing two more outstanding NASPGAN leaders who are candidates to join the council. So Margaret Stallings will be sending out an email with details on how to submit your vote but uh, we all thought it would be helpful to also talk to them and allow people to get to get to know them a little better. I'll start by introducing Dr. Jose Garza, the first of our two candidates. So longtime listeners and friends of the pod will remember. <laughs> friends of the pod? Yes. No. We have friends. Okay. We'll remember that he was one of our first guests for an episode on fecal incontinence in children. Why kids poop their pants. Why kids poop their pants. Uh, if you don't know why, you should listen to it. He is a pediatric gastroenterologist. He's a motility specialist at GI Care for Kids. He's been there since 2013. He's an assistant professor at Emory University School of Medicine. He's also the medical director of the Neurogastroenterology Motility Program at Children's Healthcare of Atlanta. He's also the co-medical director of its Gastroenterology, Hepatology, and Nutrition Program. And before coming to Atlanta, he was faculty at Cincinnati Children's where he used to work with our second guest. Whoa. So our Hmm. second guest is Dr. Rohit Coley. He is a pediatric hepatologist who is our guest for an upcoming episode on fatty liver disease, a topic he has spent much of his career studying. And you should also listen to when it comes out. He is the chief of division of gastroenterology, hepatology, and nutrition at the Children's Hospital Los Angeles and a professor of pediatrics at the Keck School of Medicine at USC. And he's the director of the George Donnell Society of Pediatric Scientists and associate chair of the liver and intestinal research. So we had the Have privilege of, yeah, of talking to both of them and asking them some questions about who they are and what NASPGIN has meant to them. So on to the interview. Thank you so much once again for joining us for this episode of Bowel Sounds. And congratulations again on your uh, nomination uh, as part of this election to become part of our council. We have a few questions we wanted to ask to help our listeners and NASPGIN in general to get to know you. So for those who don't know you, who is Dr. Jose Garza? I, I'm glad you didn't say about the one sentence. I know. We, that wow, that was a last minute. That, that was a last so minute cool. edit, actually, because yeah. we were like, "That's kind of that's kind of harsh for uh, yeah. Yeah, this yeah. is to yeah. get to we, know we you." Went the elevator speech. No, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> elevator pitch. So I was uh, born and raised in Mexico City. Um, I did um, medical school in Mexico City in Universidad de Nahuac. And I was very lucky to match um, in pediatrics at Cincinnati Children's. So I did my pediatric residency in Cincinnati Children's. And then that's where I fell in love with GI. And I was lucky enough to stay there in fellowship uh, in Cincinnati. And under the mentorship of Jay Call, I trained in NeuroGI. And then I stayed there as an attending for uh, Cincinnati, and I was part of the NeuroGI program there. 
kind of three years in, uh, I had the opportunity to move to Atlanta and create the Neurogastroenterology and Motility Program for Children's Healthcare of Atlanta and join GI Care for Kids. Um, most of the move was prompted by uh, my wife's um, insistence of uh, when she, I told her that we're going to be in the States for three years. So nine years later, she realized <laughs> we were not going back. <laughs> and wow. she said, well, at least I need a flight, direct flight to Mexico City. Mm -hmm. So Atlanta was perfect for that. And um, so I have a wife. Um, she was also born and raised in Mexico. And I have two kids, Pablo, that's 11, and Pamela, that's nine. And uh, we, we live here and, um, you know, we, we like the city and we like the closeness. We got a lot of family visit back and forth and, and that works well. So I have a very particular, um, I think, and lucky spot because I am a little bit of both worlds. I, of course, was trained and worked in an academic setting. I am part of a private practice at GI Care for Kids. But at the same time, I also have a NeuroGI program in Choa where I get to, you know, fellows go through there and I get to participate in research studies and do a lot of um, kind of academic also, as you would say, um, practices. So I'm a little bit of a hybrid, which is interestingly, and I think that works a little bit well for council because I can understand a lot of the private practice and kind of general GI people that don't do academics, but I also understand the the academic area. So I'm I'm yeah. very lucky and fortunate to to be in this kind of unique position. Awesome. Dr. Coley. For those who don't know you, who is Dr. Rohit Coley? I thought about this because uh, uh, to be transparent to the audience, you did share that question with us uh, ahead of time mm -hmm. um, and actually role played it with my wife and she gave me an answer I do not want to share. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'll leave that to your imagination. But for myself, uh, I think I'm someone who's very uh, afraid. Uh, I'm 46 years old now and a big factor in my life has been the never met my grandfather because he died at the age of 46 Oh wow! Uh, from a cardiac event. And I think if I look backwards at my work ethic and what I've tried to do with who I am, that's been a big factor in the back of my head that I don't want to waste any time. Uh, I still remember when I went to, to train uh, at Northwestern, it used to be, Children's Memorial Hospital, then now it's Lurie Children's. Um, Peter Whittington was the division chief. And he, he used to call me Eager Beaver. <laughs> and, and coming from, from outside the, the United States in terms of med school and so forth, um, it wasn't, I had to look that up, what that really meant. <laughs> and, and how much of that was positive and how much that was a pejorative is a different question. But, but my point is, I think I, I've been a little bit in a rush in my, throughout my life. And I, I have not wanted to waste time. So who's Roy Coley is somebody who is afraid uh, that he doesn't have enough time. That's who I am. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that's a good okay. answer. So what is your favorite memory from a past NASPAGAN annual meeting? There are so many people I look up to in the NASPAGAN community and, and have been mentors to me through the years. Um, I'll, I'll share two, actually, if you don't mind, instead of one. Um, both of them come from, from uh, interacting with mentors. The year that uh, Dr. B. Lee was president of NASPAGAN, 
Billy, um, uh, B was, was my fellowship director when I was training. And the year he became president and I was able to walk up to him and shake his hand and, and call him as such, that, that remains as a very strong memory to me. And then uh, another mentor of mine is Dr. Balisteri, who I uh, actually was matched uh, through NASPGAN's mentor-mentee program. Because oh, wow. he, of course, was in Cincinnati for the vast majority of his career. And I was training at Northwestern in Chicago, and, and NASPGAN matched us up. So um, meeting with him through NASPGAN is, is yet another big turning point in my life. And, and at a recent, I think it was Chicago a couple of years ago, it was in-person meeting, no virtual. Right. Um, uh, we were able to just stand uh, in front of the, the, the banner that Nasdaq had with the Chicago skyline and stuff. Do you remember that? Mm-hmm. Uh, the picture together. And if I look at that picture, it just fills me up with emotion. Uh, it just it, it, it appetizes what NASPGAN as a family means to me to have these senior people who, who are thinking about you, your career, your family, um, and and uh, you look up to them. So that's that's what NASPGAN memories are about for me. I think uh, is is mentorship. And Dr. Garza, the, I I was the, I applied for teaching in tomorrow, and uh, that was my second year resident. And that was in 05, I think, 05? Yeah. And, um, and I was in Salt Lake City. And since then, I've only missed one Naspigan meeting. Wow. Nice. And that was in 09 because my wife was eight months and two weeks pregnant. <laughs> so there's no way I was going to miss my son's birthday. Yeah. But so I have a lot of great memories and I actually love to go to Naspigan meeting. It's one of, it's mm-hmm. my favorite meeting to go to. So my first memory is teaching in tomorrow, um, business meeting, and I, I'm still, you know, I, I don't know anybody. I'm just looking around, and as the business meeting was about to start, three GI faculty walk in, one uh, with a hoodie um, and glasses, followed by a another one with a crown and a king cape i've heard about this what (laughs) sorry continue (laughs) so the 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 attending in the hoodie is bengal yeah (laughs) Um, the the king with the cape and the crown is carlo de lorenzo and uh (laughs) oh i love (laughs) it alex flores is right next to him as well and they are all bantering about how the attendings beat the fellows in the soccer game (laughs) and I love it. I was like, this is my people. I was, just, I, I was like, perfect. You know, seeing people that were so smart, so great at what they do, but also that like to have fun and enjoy life and, and be part of like, a, you know, wholesome, not just all about, you know, academics. And that was just to me, uh, just incredible. I love that. Yeah. But I've had, you know, I, a billion memories. I, you know, the academic perspective, you know, the first time I got to ask to speak in Aspen was in, in Washington and I can I have very little times I've been so nervous before that talk. <laughs> <laughs> the World Congress in Montreal when we went oh, to the yeah. electric slide. What was oh, that? That was, yeah. the, uh, <laughs> that was uh, a little blurry night for me at the end, but uh, that was a great time. It was so, so I, I just have I, mean, I think the to me this is so special the meeting because it's 
you know, reconnecting with so many friends and learning from each other and, uh, you know, able to have mentors and, uh, you know, it, it is just, so I, I have a lot of them, but that one, you know, having them walk out there, it's, it's really what's one of the oh, fun memories. For that's a while. awesome. That was the uh, that sold me semicolons versus the colons, right? Semicolons versus the colons. Oh, yes. I, I was, Dr. Murray talked yes, about it. Yes. Dr. Murray told us yeah. about that. I was, I was happy and lucky to participate in three games. Oh, I love it. So you talked about this a little bit, but you know, so what role or impact has Nat has NAS began as an organization had uh, in your career thus far? I, I would not have the career I have without, you know, NASPEGAN. I think, you know, in, in education, in mentorship, in uh, friends within the field, in um, research, in, in, you know, you can't stop. I mean, ever from the fellows conference to, you know, learning on the postgraduate course and on the conference and the single sym symposium to being able to meet and network with, you know, other um, colleagues and most of them now friends that, you know, are, have the same interests that you have in a very collegial way and able to, you know, bounce off ideas, patients, opinions, you know, new therapies. It really just, you know, has definitely been crucial in the development of my career. Yeah. Yeah. Dr. Coley, how would you describe what role or impact has Naspigan had in your career thus far? I wouldn't be here if it were not for NASP again. Um, I, I talked about the mentor-mentee program. The first research grant I ever got was a NASP again uh, Young Investigator Award, the George Ferry Award. And subsequently, I've been supported uh, professionally in terms of being challenged to write position papers, interact with peers across the country. Who can forget the first-year fellow conference when you... Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to say what we do there, um, but, but, but bond with, with all your, your colleagues from across the country after six months of enduring uh, so much uh, clinical stress, you come there and you say, other people have had misery too. So, you know, NASPGAN for sure um, uh, gets you to be who you are as a pediatric gastroenterologist in North America. There's no two ways about it. Uh, and, and for me personally, especially along the research side, the support that I have received initially from the foundation as a young investigator and then subsequently to mature as a reviewer, as a leader of a study section to lead the research committee, uh, receive more funding in terms of a senior researcher as well for NASPIC. And none of that, um, if you take any of that, rather, if you take out of, of my portfolio, uh, I would not have been able to jump forward into the subsequent NIH support that I've had. So I wouldn't be me if it were not for each individual NASPGAN member's donations to the foundation, which then I was able to compete for and, and get supported by. Yeah. But it's much more than the money. But it, it, that's, that's, a, that's a concrete example of how NASPGAN has supported me. What do you see for NASPGAN's future? So that's a... That's a really hard question, and 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 um, I'm I'm happy to be wrong, but I think it's really the time of metamorphosis for NASPGAN at this point. Um, if you look backwards, we were a very small organization, and we have grown extremely rapidly in the past two decades. We're closer to uh, having about three thousand people at our annual meetings now. 
at, at one point, a lot of people will tell you, you used to be up 300 people. Yeah. So how do you continue to be relevant to the broad kind of diaspora, if you want to call it, of, of NASPGAN? Um, uh, I, I, I am in, in, in awe of what all our, our membership does. There are people who are so passionate about advocacy, people who are passionate about nutrition or pancreas. You know, uh, there's, there's talk about adding the P to NASP again, right? So um, the, the ability to remain relevant in the future as we continue to grow in terms of numbers is the biggest challenge I think we have in NASP again. And, and um, uh, I feel like that is a honorable challenge to take on, to contain the, the spirit, maintain the spirit uh, that we've had of camaraderie, of fellowship, of, of family, while we grow and become sub-sub-sub-specialized. Uh, that's, that's what I would really like to see NASP again grow forth in. Um, and there's many things that, that can help with that, but that's the broad view I would take. Yeah, so even as we become more and more subspecialized, still the same community. So mm-hmm, that's great. Mm-hmm. Dr. Garza, and what do you see for NASPGAN's future? Oh, great things. <laughs> I think that I like, I am I'm part of the international um, committee chair, and I, you know, I, I think diversity, equity, and inclusion is, is very important. And as part of you know, the international committee, what have we been doing is really reach out to other societies and collaborate together. So um, we've been able to reach out to Aspigan and collaborate closely with them. And recently also, uh, we've had a lot of Zoom meetings and collaborating soon to be a, a, a nice webinar between Aspigan and AppScan. And that I think I'm very excited that, you know, in 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 a world that we have all this technology um, you know, kind of reaching out and learning from each other, also improving the diversity and equity and inclusion of, amongst our society. I think it's important opening up those those channels to have young physicians see the diversity in there and see that they can be part of this and actually be able to, you know, come to pediatric GI and, and be part of this. I think it's it's very important. Um, I, I also love, you know, I think education is important. I think Naspian does a great job with it. I've been part of the uh, fellows committee. I've been the chair for the second year fellows committee and uh, second year fellows conference. I'm very excited to chair it in person as opposed to to virtual. Oh, this yeah. fine soon next year. So I I'm, I think that's something important. There, there is uh, maybe some plans of doing a um, education, but for um, you know junior faculty, which is important, right? When you're you know you're all of a sudden done from fellowship, and you know I've never felt more. Uh, what I would say, like unknowledgeable, I don't know if that's a word, but I've never felt with so little, uh, you know, kind of experience that the first year you become, you know, faculty in the right. first years. And even though I had great mentors, it's still that that part about how you find yourself and how you start doing all this. And um, so I, I think that, um, you know, we have, we're lucky we have a great society that really has a lot of strengths. And I, I just want to work hard to continue, you know, making it better and um, growing and thriving well. That's great. Sounds great. So thank you both so much for answering our questions. And uh, just as a reminder, uh, don't forget to vote um, by clicking on the link that Margaret will send you guys in the email. 
If you don't already, be sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at at Sounds and on Facebook at at Pediatric GI Podcast for the latest news and updates on upcoming episodes. If you like what you heard and want to support the podcast, it would really help us out if you did one or all of the following three things. One, tell a person about the podcast. Two, leave a review on Apple Podcasts so others can discover our podcast. And three, on the Buzzsprout page, there's a link to support the show by making a donation to the NASPGAN Foundation. You can also get there through www.naspghan.org. The money you donate helps support some of the amazing things the foundation is doing, including supporting pediatric GI research and public education programs. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Bye for now. <laughs>